Hello, 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 my amigos, and welcome back to the bonus part of today's episode of FYI on Rock and Roll. And I just got to say to all you patrons out there, you guys rock. That's right, the word rock is ser la leche como verbo. So you guys rock, rock and roll rocks, and I hope you're ready to have a rockin' time. That means un tiempo genial uh, in the bonus part of today's show. Now, we're going to look at uh, a lot of stories of where bands got their names, and we're going to look at the 27 Club, and as always, I'm going to share some of my experiences with you guys from my adventures down the Blues Highway. So uh, let's start off with the band names. We already talked about Guns N' Roses. That makes sense. It seems like they reached some kind of compromise. Be careful with that word. The word compromise is not compromiso. Han llegado un acuerdo. Uh, to compromise is ceder, right? And un compromiso is a commitment. So that can be a little bit confusing, but we'll take a look at it in our review class Don't worry, we'll clear it up. So let's clear up where these bands got their names from. Now, this is a band that's not too well-known, but everybody knows their one-hit wonder. I think they only had uh, one hit, as far as I know. I know they did a version of Wise men say only fools rush in. Los hombres sabios dicen que solo los tontos se tiran de cabeza. But I can't help falling in love with you. No puedo evitar enamorarme de ti. I can't help it. I can't help it. Well, uh, they did a version or a cover of that song, but their most famous song, what the reason I called them a one-hit wonder, un grupo que solo saca un tema que es un éxito, and that was Red, Red Wine, Stay Close to Me, which is weird because they kind of tried to mix rock and reggae there. If you know the name of the group, uh, oh, and be careful, it's not reggae, it's reggae in English. Uh, the name of the group is UB40, UB40, and you're thinking, was that the guy's age when he formed the band? No. Uh, UB40, now I didn't know this because I'm not from Britain, I'm from the United States, is the form, the unemployment form used in Britain. So when uh, they were writing that song and, well, when they were creating the band, I should say, and forming the band, uh, I guess they were looking at that form because they were unemployed in El Paro. So that's the, the form. The official form is called UB40. Eso no lo sabía. Like, for example, I know the W2 That's your Declaración de la Renta. But again, that's very different in the United States as in, uh, see, those kind of things, government uh, agencies. In in Spain, you say ITV. In the United States, we say the DMV, the Department of Motor Vehicles. And in Britain, it's another thing. So, uh, hey, I I learned some British English from UB40. Uh, The next one is The Doors. I got to say, The Doors uh, are a group that, you know, I, I always say you could like a group more or less, but the, the, the true sign of an amazing group is that they are unique. They are one of a kind, and nobody on this planet sounds like them. And that's The Doors, and that's Jim Morrison uh, who led The Doors. Now, they got their name from the Aldous Huxley book, The Doors of Perception. And uh, The Doors, along with having probably one of the most prolific uh, front men ever 
uh, Jim Morrison, he's another one that used these anagrams. There's a song you guys know in uh, a door song. He says, Mr. Mojo Rising. El hombre que le sube el mojo. Mr. Mojo Rising. You can always hear the blues influence in the doors, by the way. You know what Mr. Mojo Rising is? It's Jim Morrison. Oh, man. These guys love their anagrams, huh? And another interesting thing about The Doors, well, many interesting things. We could talk, we could do a whole episode on any of these bands, The Doors, The Stones. De hecho, en inglés, no le llamamos the, 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 los rolling. We call them The Stones, which we're going to get to in a moment. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You see how excited I am. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Como un chaval en una tienda de chuches, decimos en inglés. Well, The Doors, one of their firsts was they were the first to advertise their new album on a billboard. Una pancarta al lado de la carretera. A billboard. And if you think about it, what's the most famous magazine, the most famous charts? Billboard, right? That's where the, you can see what band is number one and number two. The charts. Another group that's always been on the charts, they have a record. Their album, uh, Dark Side of the Moon, has, I think, the record for most time on the charts. And uh, the name Pink Floyd comes from two musicians, Pink Anderson and Floyd Council. So a lot of you guys know the name Pink Floyd. Yo pensaba, bueno, un tío que se llama Floyd, que está Rosita, ¿no? No, uh, Pink Anderson and Floyd Council. And a lot of times you see that too in rock and roll. You see tributes. It's about doing tributes and paying homage, uh, homenaje to the ones who came before you. And that's exactly what Pink Floyd was doing. In fact, during the blues, the time when they were doing blues songs, everybody ripped off everybody. Todo el mundo copió a todos. But there was no plagiarism. They were they didn't consider it like I'm gonna make money with your rhythm, with your you know, your lyrics, tu letra. But no, no, it was about, I love your song, I'm going to do my own version of it and change the lyrics a little bit. And that's what happened. That's how blues evolved a lot. And you would not have the Rolling Stones without the blues. You wouldn't have rock and roll, but you wouldn't have the Rolling Stones. Because according to Richards, Keith Richards, I, I don't, he's like Madonna. He doesn't, you don't have to say his first or last name, just say one. And, uh, well, supposedly, Brian Jones named the band. Uh, he was on a phone call to Jazz News, and he was doing an interview, and the journalist, uh, periodista, asked him for the band's name. And so what he did is he looked over, and right next to him there was a Muddy Waters album. Muddy Waters, uh, amazing blues musician, if you've never listened to him. Um, and he's inspired many, many rock musicians, including the Rolling Stones. And one of the tracks, una de las pistas, una de las canciones, was Rolling Stone. And, well, they he just said, he goes, Rolling Stone. And they said, okay, the Rolling Stones. He said, yeah, okay, that's our name. So they didn't have a name yet. And he just kind of off the top of his head looking for inspiration around him. And what better thing than uh, a Muddy Waters album? Uh, man, <laughs> that's a cool story. Uh, the Rolling Stones are cool in general. But when you hear that story, it's even cooler. And, and the idiom, we have an idiom in English is, a rolling stone gathers no moss, right? A rolling, el que se mueve no le crece eh, mo. Piénsalo, que hay que seguir moviéndose y no ponerse. It's about not being stagnant. It's about keeping moving. So a rolling stone gathers no moss. And they even have their own logo. See, smart bands too. They started saying, well, our logo is important and we're going to 
sell t-shirts with it. And that's a whole nother thing. When, you know, music went digital, they lost a lot of money in the music industry. So they had to get it through merchandising and touring and all that stuff. So the, the music industry has had to adapt tremendously to uh, what's happening in the world, just like any industry, I would say. But that logo, that famous logo with the lips and the tongue hanging out, well, that was uh, inspired by a Hindu goddess, Kali the Destroyer. If you want to take a look at that image, Kali the Destroyer. And uh, so they were influenced by the blues. They were influenced by transcendental meditation and all kinds of different things. We all know the Beatles. Speaking of the Beatles before, uh, George Harrison, I mean, he went to India and he studied meditation. So you know, these guys, they, they were more than just studying their instruments and get becoming better musicians, but they were trying new things and experiencing different things and writing about it. I mean, that's interesting. Uh, the next band, The Clash, it's another just quintessential rock band. And you guys know the song, I rock the Casbah, rock the Casbah, a little right it rock. The Casbah. Now, Clash, let's look at the name first. A Clash is enfrentamiento. It's a fight. Un choque, right? So, a disagreement. Un desacuerdo. Also, a Clash is when colors don't match. So, if you're wearing, you know, a purple shirt with like a white, no sé qué colores. I don't know what colors match. So, match, hacer juego. Clash, no hacer juego. Did you know that you could learn so much from that band, The Clash? That's right. I think they meant el enfrentamiento, the clash, because they were, they, you know, they lived that rebel lifestyle. And they have that song called Rock the Casbah. Uh, and they wrote that song after they banned rock music in Iran. I didn't know that. So I'm like, rock, what does it have to do with the Casbah? Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Rock New York, rock London. And it was because of that, because rock music was banned in Iran, in Iran. And so they wrote that song and say, hey, we're going to come there and we're going to rock the Casbah, rock the Casbah. And we mentioned them before. You couldn't talk about um, rock and roll without talking about ACDC. New album out uh, in 2020, end of 2020. So uh, great song too, A Shot in the Dark. Uh, I think the, the song's called Shot in the Dark, which means a wild guess. Adivinas, pero no tienes ni idea. We can learn from ACDC. Yeah, what a cool name, huh? ACDC, high voltage. Yeah, but do you know where it comes from? A sewing machine. Yeah, una máquina de coser. Are you serious? Yep, that's right. It came from a sewing machine. Uh, because Angus and Malcolm Young, they founded the band in 1973. And it was like my radio show, a band with no name. Now, those of you who don't know why I said that, I have a daily radio show that is on Vaughn Radio, and it's called The Show with No Name. So they didn't have a name until their younger sister was at home working at her sewing machine, and they were throwing around names, and she said, what about ACDC? And she saw it on the plug in El Enchufe, and they were like, it's lovely, we love it. And that's where they got their name. So, yes, one of the, the you know biggest rock bands out there, but they got their name from a sewing machine. Not so rock and roll. Um, and next up, we've got Led Zeppelin. Now, this is an interesting one because the word uh, lead, plomo, que es lo que es, ¿no? Zeppelin de plomo, Led Zeppelin. Pero, ¿por qué no lo escriben L-E-A-D? Why don't they just spell lead the way it's written? 
Well, because people would maybe mispronounce it and say lead, porque la palabra lead and led se escriben igual, L-E-A-D, right? So they were like, we don't want people saying lead, liderar, o llevar por la mano a Zeppelin. Queremos que digan led. So they said, let's just make it clear, led Zeppelin. There's not going to be any, you know, arguments about that. And, uh, and yeah, so the, this is interesting. Supposedly, the way they got their name is uh, The Who, the band, The Who, can't talk about rock and roll without bringing up The Who. And I know I'm going to leave out bands. Voy a omitir algunas, but remember, it's not a, a five-hour show. But we will come back and revisit la palabra que vimos al principio. We'll revisit some of these bands individually. They have enough stories to, to fill a whole podcast themselves. So the Who uh, band members were giving um, Led Zeppelin a hard time, okay? Uh, dándoles caña un poco. They were teasing them, playing with them a little bit. And they were giving them a hard time. And, uh, and they said that this new band, Led Zeppelin, that was coming out would go down like a lead balloon. Que iba a caer como una, eh, un globo de plomo, like a lead balloon, which is a British phrase, which means it's going gonna, it's gonna to fail. Van a fracasar. It's going to go down like a lead balloon. And so what did they do? They took a turn, uh, they took a turnative. <laughs> they took a negative and turned it into a positive and replaced the word balloon with the word zeppelin. You know, a zeppelin or a blimp. And they said, you know, that word zeppelin sounds good in there. Lead zeppelin. And uh, so there it was. And as I said, they dropped the A. Uh, their manager said, people are going to say Lead Zeppelin, so maybe you should call it Led Zeppelin. What do you think? And Led Zeppelin was a band that, speaking of, you know, aside from making awesome music, uh, they also knew how to make a lot of money. You know, in the early, the blues musicians, they died penniless, sin un centimo. But a lot of these bands, you know, they had managers, they knew their... And it was very, very different. And, you know, the music industry, even to this day, is accused of exploiting the artists, you know, and who's got control over the songs. We've seen this. We saw it with Prince. Uh, he had to change his name to use his own songs. So, um, and now people are saying, we don't even really need it. We cut out the middleman, right? To eh, cortar el intermediario. We cut out the middleman. We don't need this guy uh, you know, taking 80% and, you know, negotiating the deal. We're the musicians. We can post it on our YouTube page. And you're seeing that too. So the the, the industry has changed so much. But Led Zeppelin, uh, their manager, they, they knew how to, 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 to turn it into a lucrative thing. Now, this next band is another one that has stood the test of time. Han aguantado um, generaciones, you know, so many different generations. And it's a band I've seen in concert many times, and I would go see again any day because they just have just such a collection of songs. And I'm talking about the, the band Green Day. Green Day. And we can learn a lot from Green Day songs, by the way. Their album Dookie, Dookie es caca. Y si ves, hay caca en la portada, on the cover. Um, they've got that song, When I come around. When I come around. Cuando cambie de opinión. Cuando vuelva por ahí. Que puede ser ambas en, esta, en este caso. So, I gotta say something. I, I, as an English teacher, Green Day, you can learn a lot from their songs. But... Don't follow all their habits because the way they got the name Green Day is, well, they were referring to a green plant that they love to smoke. That's right. Mary Jane, ganja, weed, 
reefer, call it whatever you will. Uh, Green Day had to put it into their name. And so Green Day is because they smoked a lot of weed. But uh, you can tell through a lot of their songs. Uh, Their songs are about masturbation, teenage problems. But I insist, you'll learn a lot from Green Day songs. I've used them so many times in my classes to teach uh, cuz i think they're pretty easy to understand and they use some really good vocabulary now i don't think they're doing that on purpose they're not like well we're going to use some really good english expressions but they do and i i highly recommend you learn from them when i say learn from them i mean not the drug habits i mean you know english okay <laughs> i just wanted to clear that up this next band i'm not a big fan of i got to say They've got one song that really is awesome. I never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. This is how you remind me of what I really am. Pero de ellos podemos aprender. Me recuerdas a, you remind me of. The group is called Nickelback. I don't know if you guys are familiar. They're a Canadian band, Nickelback. And it's funny because in the rock community, people love to laugh at Nickelback. Son como, you know, they're the laughing stock. El hazme reír. Because that song is just, it's an anthem. Es un himno. I never made it as a wise. You know the one uh, I'm talking about. I'm sure you've all heard it on Rock FM or wherever you listen to your rock tunes. And Nickelback. But I didn't choose them because I'm a huge fan of the group or because I wanted to imitate that guy when he sings. No. Um, They're famous. They have a cool story behind them, and that's why I wanted to share it. And it's because the lead vocalist and guitarist, Chad Kroger, well, his brother worked at Starbucks. And uh, that's where they worked on their style. That's where they started writing some of their songs, and that's when they were eventually looking for a name for themselves. And uh, so he would go through the drive-through. You call it auto servicio. We call it the drive-through. And he would get a coffee, and the coffee cost a dollar ninety-five. Does anybody see where I'm going with this? The the so the coffee cost a dollar ninety-five or a buck ninety-five. Un pavo. We say a buck. And what would he do? Well, he would hand his brother two one-dollar bills, dos billetes de un dólar. And his brother would give him what? Come on, guys. You got, you got to follow me here. So he, he, he had $2, and he gave his brother a $1.95 for the coffee at Starbucks, and his brother would give him a nickel back. Cinco centimos de vuelta. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. I thought it was so funny. I'm like, really? I mean, it, okay. <laughs> so imagine if uh, it was 10 cents, a dime back with the with the... The group be called Dimeback <laughs> or Quarterback. Hmm, eso es interesante. Si es 25 centimos, es quarterback, which is a position in football. That's funny. Nickelback. Um, I want my nickel back. Devuélveme mis cinco centimos. All right. Uh, I also said I was going to tell you about the 27 Club. Now, I'm sure many of you have heard of the 27 Club. And this is this urban legend, but it's not really an urban legend because, well, these people died at 27. But some people claim it's a coincidence and, well, but it's fascinating nonetheless, no obstante. And this 27 Club is a club you do not want to belong to. No quieres pertenecer a este club. And I'll tell you why, because people in the 27 Club bit the dust, morder el polvo. Speaking of Queen, another one bites the dust. Pues en pasado, they bit the dust at 
27. Y cuidado con esta, porque yo sé que en español decís with 27, pero nosotros decimos at 27, they bit the dust. And I'm talking about Brian Jones from the Stones. Hey, I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Sin haberlo planificado, he hecho un pareado. Um, Jimi Hendrix, the, the legendary Jimi Hendrix. And a lot of people, you know, say nobody has ever played a guitar like Jimi Hendrix before or after. And I have to say, I'm, I, I agree with that statement. I'm normally not a, a big fan of blanket statements. A blanket statement is a statement that says, all blah, blah, blah is this, or nobody from here is that. You know, it's when you generalize so much. And, uh, but Jimi Hendrix, there, and, and you know what? Somebody uh, told me this. Uh, I, rem I didn't research it for the show, but I remember someone telling me that he played a right-hand guitar even though he was left-handed. So he played it, but he basically strung it differently. And the strings on las cuerdas. So to string it is poner las cuerdas. So he f just basically flipped the guitar over and he strung it the way that you would normally string a guitar instead of just buying a left-hand guitar. So a lot of people said, well, that's part of the reason he had his own sound aside from being you know, a virtuoso and, and amazing. But um, interesting fact, for those of you who play the guitar, I imagine that would affect the sound. Normally, if you're right-handed, you buy a right-hand guitar. And if you're left-handed, not Jimi Hendrix. He's a rebel. He was a rocker. And he was in the 27 Club like Janis Joplin. I take another little piece of my heart. Most raspy rock and roll voice out there. Yeah, raspy. This is if you have a raspy voice. Uh, Janis Joplin, also the 27 Club. Uh, Jim Morrison, another one. Now, some people say Jim Morrison is alive. Jim lives. Uh, but, uh, hey, <laughs> that would be cool. But it would be even cooler if he was still making music then or writing poetry. And many people, if you've seen the, the Oliver Stone movie, The Doors, it's actually a really good movie. It tells you that he was a poet first. He started writing poetry, and then he, you know, he met, uh, actually in California, it just sounds almost too perfect, he met other members of the band, and they put that poetry to music, and the rest is history. Uh, Jim Morrison, I remember when I was in Paris, I went to his grave, su tumba, at Pierre Lachaise uh, Cemetery. It's also where Oscar Wilde, among others, are um, buried, enterrados, enterrados, uh, buried. And uh, yeah, so anybody uh, who died between 1969 and 1971, and they all happened to be 27 years old. And everybody thought, okay, well, that's over. It's a coincidence. It's done. Okay, well, guess what? Kurt Cobain, 1994, 27. Amy Winehouse, 27 years. So, People are saying there's a curse, una maldición. And, uh, and if you notice, some of those people, like there's been nobody like them before or after. Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. There is no other. Kurt Cobain. You can try and imitate it, but these people, I think their star shined so bright that it just burnt out quickly. I don't know. But the 27 thing is quite fascinating. You can look into it, investigarlo. Un poco más. And as I said before, guys, you could never, ever even start to talk about rock and roll without talking about the blues. And that's an interesting word because the word blue is melancólico. I'm feeling blue. So that makes sense. And to rock is mecer. Did you guys know that one? Yeah. 
uh, una mecedora, es called a rocking chair. Y como según lo que os dije antes, that's a rocking chair, te puedo estar diciendo eso es una mecedora o eso es una silla que mola. <laughs> hey, interpret it however you want. Context will always guide you. All right, so uh, let's talk about this blues journey. My wife and I, uh, aside from being music lovers and culture and history lovers, we also, uh, well, we wanted to see the roots, you know, as, as people who love rock, who have been to many concerts. And so we decided to do Route 61. Now, be careful. I didn't say Route 66. I said Route 61. And Route 61 is the Blues Highway. If you guys want to check it out, uh, Bob Dylan has an album called Route 61, Highway 61 Revisited. And uh, this is the Blues Highway, as they call it. And my wife and I, we flew from New York out to Chicago. And if you were paying attention earlier in the show, I told you guys that Chicago was where we plugged the blues in. Donde los enchufamos. You know, they went from the cotton fields, los campos de algodón, to the stages in Chicago. And it became amplified. So it, it got it closer to, to what we know as rock and roll today. And so Chicago, we started in Chicago, which is also where Route 66 starts. But we didn't do Route 66. We wanted to do Route 61. And we couldn't do Route 61 without stopping in Memphis. Now, obviously, I went to uh, some great places in Chicago, but we're going to go right down because we're running out of time. I will recommend Buddy Guy's Blues Club. Buddy Guy's a blues legend in Chicago. Uh, we went there, and it was oh, just mind-blowing, the, the performances. And, you know, you're, here, you're there having some burgers, and, and it was really fantastic. Uh, but then our next stop was the birthplace of rock and roll, as I said before, Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. And I don't think I could, I think I could do a whole series just on Memphis as a city. Uh, it's where the blues first were recognized down in the cotton fields. Um, and uh, Beale Street, you wouldn't have the blues, rock and roll, and live music like you do today without Beale Street. So if you're in Memphis, uh, you wouldn't be in Memphis if you uh, hadn't walked down Beale Street. You couldn't tell people you were in Memphis if you didn't walk down Beale Street. And if you guys know the song, Walking in Memphis, walking with my feet ten feet off of Beale. Ahí, ahí habla de la canción Beale. Escúchate la canción and you'll see a lot of references to Memphis, to Elvis. Uh, as I said before, Sun Studio. I was lucky enough to not only do the tour of Sun Studio where Elvis first recorded and, and so many others, and but I also got to interview them. I got to go behind the scenes and chat with them. And they were so passionate about telling the story of the blues and how the blues became rock and roll. I remember our tour guide, Nick. He was amazing. If you ever go there to Sun Studios, you got to uh, look up Nick if he's still there. And he, he brought an acoustic guitar on the tour. And I remember he put a, a card, a playing card, in, the, in his guitar. And he goes, he goes, you notice this sound over here? He goes, you recognize this? He goes, this was Johnny Cash. They told him you couldn't use percussion, and he found a way to use percussion by putting a playing card in the frets of his guitar. So he explained it in such an amazing way. And when you're standing 
on that X where Elvis first recorded. And you're holding that microphone, that same microphone, because that was one of his wishes. Um, you realize the power of that moment. And um, Sun Studio, I could, I, again, we could do just, we can do an episode on Memphis, we can do an episode on Sun Studios, and I told you a little bit before about The Founder, uh, there are great documentaries where you can find um, all the roots of rock and roll, and Memphis, of course, you've got Graceland, Elvis's house that he built for his mom, and just so many places to see live music that you will be overwhelmed, abrumado, in a good way. I remember my wife and I walking down Beale Street, and we were just in awe, asombrados. We would pop our head into all the different bars, and, and there would be, each band was better than the next. I mean, it was literally a haven, uh, you know, for, for people who love music. And uh, that's Memphis. Then we went on down to Clarksdale, Mississippi. Now, Clarksdale, Mississippi is an important place because Robert Johnson, if you don't know the story of Robert Johnson, fascinating story of a, uh, a musician who supposedly made a deal with the devil. And that was down in Clarksdale, Mississippi. If you guys ever go there, of course, you have to go to that crossroads where he made a deal with the devil. And because what happened was he wasn't that talented. He didn't play the guitar very well. And then he disappeared for a while and he came back and he was extremely talented. And they said, what? What's going on here? This guy. And they supposedly said that he made a deal with the devil. And that's Robert Johnson. In fact, we, we talk about the blues and rock and roll complementing each other. Uh, the reason people know about Robert Johnson, one of the main reasons at least my generation does, is thanks to Eric Clapton. He re-recorded all of Robert Johnson's songs. I highly recommend this, guys. If you want to see where it all started, uh, it's Robert Johnson. It's the blues. It's, you know, and you know it. You can feel it when you're down there because there's nothing. There's cotton fields. There's beer, barbecue, and, and, and instruments. And that's it. And, you know, there's a lot of poverty. So people played music. And a lot of people think the blues is something that makes you sad. No, when you play blues music, you feel better. It's uh, almost uh, therapeutic, if you will. And if you don't think so, you need to go to a blues club and see a live blues show. And speaking of, you wouldn't uh, consider it a trip down the Mississippi Delta without stopping in Clarksdale. It's also in Clarksdale, Mississippi, uh, at the Ground Zero Blues Club, which is a blues club owned by none other than Morgan Freeman. And, well, after that, we drove down and we went down to the bayou down in Louisiana. We also went to Vicksburg. Uh, this is, these are all historic places, not just for music. There are historic battles in the American Civil War. And we ended our trip. I got to speed up here. Tengo que ir un poco más rápido because we're running out of time. But the end of the trip was probably one of the most musical cities I've ever been to. And that's, I've been to Chicago, I've been to Memphis, I've been to New York, and I'm talking about New Orleans. New Orleans lives, breathes, eats, and sleeps 
music. And that's where jazz was born, which we'll have to talk about. We'll do an episode on jazz as well. And all that jazz. ¿Te sabes esa expresión? And all that jazz is y todo eso, y todo lo que conlleva. Well, folks, this ends our look at rock and roll. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, I'm always open to suggestions if you have any ideas for future shows. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of FYI.